Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening and welcome everybody to Swinging from the Hips. Back tonight as our guest is Sherubin Paspati. He'll be joining our regulars, Rohit, Taran and myself. But before we get to Sherubin, we'll get some housekeeping out of the way. Welcome to Rohit and Taran. How are you guys doing tonight? Very well. Very well. That's good. That's good. That's great to hear. So, Rohit, what can you tell us about what's happened this week in history? Uh, picked up a few interesting articles and so forth this week. So, let's start with um, 2018, Afghanistan making their much-anticipated test debut. However, unfortunately for them, they got smashed by the world's number one test team at the time, being India. And with um, Shikha Darwin smashing his way to a test century. Uh, and he got that prior to lunch on the first day. Unfortunate for the Afghanis, they were bundled out twice in under 67 overs in this test. And just scoring over a couple of hundred runs there. It was the shortest test ever played in the subcontinent. A record 24 wickets falling on day two, uh, with the most, you know, in, in a day, it was the most amount of wickets falling in a day um, since 1902. Next thing I found, um, unfortunate one for here for the Black Caps, we got blasted off the park in the World Cup semi final back in 99 with the Rao Pindi Express, otherwise known as Shoab Actor. He took three for 55 from his searing Yorkers. I just remembered um, that game because I was watching it the other day. Uh, the Pakistanis went on winning comfortably in that game by nine wickets Who and meeting the Australians in the final, who also had their scares in that semi-final, um, if you remember remember there. It was billed as one of the greatest uh, one-day matches prior to the last World Cup, which we won't get into. Um, and the Aussies winning that thriller at Edgebaston where uh, I think everyone will remember that one, where they only needed one run to win with two balls to go. And, you know, we all know what happened and the result there with White Lightning, old Alan Donald, had his feet stuck in cement and forgot to forgot to run. So that was uh, their loss. And um, the interesting thing about that uh, World Cup was in the round-robin match earlier, when South Africa met the Australians, um, there was a saying that, that um, 
is perpetrated that Steve Waugh said to Herschel Gibbs that you've just dropped, how does it feel to drop the World Cup when he dropped that sitter at mid-wicket? I'm not sure if anyone remembers that. Yep. But um, had the South Africans bet the Aussies in that game, the Aussies would have been knocked out of that World Cup. So, moving on. Um, last uh, here, June 13th, 1970. Saw the birth of the much maligned, but one of New Zealand's top all-rounders, Christopher Kens, who's notched up another year, and he's hit his half-century milestone, you know, 50 years of age uh, on June 13th. He was the sixth player to achieve an all-rounder's double of 200 wickets and 3,000 runs back in 2004. He also broke the record for the most amount of sixes in Test cricket later that year. And he retired in 2006, and we won't go into much more after that. Now, there was something that was brought to my attention a little bit earlier with uh, um, some interesting factors I'm trying to find. And it was, oh, yeah, Alan Burgess, now um, the world's oldest living first-class cricketer. So our very own Alan Burgess. And that's, uh, I'll end it there with this week in history. I was going to say that's um, that that stat with um, Afghanistan uh, was quite interesting, isn't it? Getting 24 wickets in the one day, but they've gone on to win home tests against major tier one nations now. So yeah. um, definitely, um, uh, oh look, don't don't put me on the spot like that, Taron. <laughs> that, that's harsh. Have a big him. Oh, hang on, I'm uh, thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking Bangladesh. Sorry, my bad. Bangladesh. My yeah. bad. Sorry, I was thinking Bangladesh. Oh, wow. I apologise profusely. I apologise profusely. Yes, that would have been no. The reason I, that's surprising because I'm pretty sure, like, isn't there like a stat that it takes you about ten years or something to get your first test win or something ridiculous like that? Unless you're New Zealand. How many years did it take us? Um, uh, geez, it was <laughs> should we get into that? <laughs> Should we get into that? <laughs> we we started our first test, I think, was around 1950-something, and yeah. our first test win was against England at the Basin in the 70s. So okay. it was, it no, was like 10 years. 10 is, I think, almost a good thing because yeah. I know Bangladesh didn't win anything for about good good few years. They got test status in 2000-something. Yep. Yeah, Sri Lanka also. I'm sure India was down the same path. So that's why I was so surprised when you said they've gone on to be major test playing nations. Yep. I don't absolutely. think Bangladesh counts as a major test playing nation. No offense no, to Bangladesh. No, no, no. Not, 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 oh, they're not tier one. Well, hang on. No, they're tier one, aren't they now, though? They're all tier they are, one. They are they're tier one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Any. Well, so it's, um, yeah, <laughs> my faux pas there on that one, wasn't it? Whoops. That's a big one. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, from... show here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moving on, moving on from um, the past to today. And Taryn, what's been happening in the news this week? I'll start off with some admin. Eh? Um, Graham Smith is the Australian batting coach, former English uh, batsman and uh, yep. Zimbabwean. He uh, he's he's the major high-profile um, staff with Cricket Australia in their 40 million cash-saving conundrum. Um, staying with Australia, Cricket Australia's CEO, or should I say former CEO Kevin Roberts, actually has been handed his, he's handed his resignation over mounting criticism over his handling of the finances around the COVID pandemic, etc. He was appointed as a successor to James Sutherland, 
after James Sutherland's 17-year tenure and Kevin Roberts did all have 18 months left on his contract. So surprising, interesting. He oversaw a Newlands fiasco. So, yeah, it, to me, it's su- surprising. But then, look, it's um, nothing surprising in Australia as he becomes the third major, third CEO of a major Australian sport to follow Todd Greenberg of NRL and Raylan Castle of Rugby Australia. He's now been replaced by Nick Hockley, who's the chief exec of the 2020s that were scheduled for in Australia for 2020. Uh, Rachel Priest has announced her international retirement after 13 years. The wicketkeeper bats bats person bats bats woman bats person bats woman bats yeah, person lost out on a contract earlier this month, and she finishes with 87 one days for New Zealand, the White Ferns, and 75 T20 internationals. She now she has now signed to play for Tasmania in the Women's National Cricket League. Um, we also look at the domestic contracts that came out earlier this week. The big movers in that space has been Finn Allen, the young Auckland batsman, um, who's headed down south to Wellington, and Daryl Mitchell, who's moving out to the in-laws to Christchurch. <laughs> G. Raval makes crosses the border and heads down to counties Manukau, I suppose, to qualify for Northern Knights. His rationale being he wants to play white ball cricket. I heard it on the radio. And it's quite a smart move considering there is going to be a bit of a logjam with um, Munro being down to the first-class scene. And if there's a lack of international cricket, there will be Glenn Phillips, Munro, Bardagaptal, uh, Mark Chapman, etc. That hole has allowed for Will O'Donnell, brother of Robbie O'Donnell, to pick up his first contract. And South Africa is uh, returning to play in a very unique way. They've come up <laughs> through the brainchild of Paul Harris. They've come up with a three-way cricket competition. Three teams, one game, three teams, eight players per team. It's a one-off event on the 27th of June to be played at Supersport Park. And the funds raised will go to a cricket hardship fund uh, to support cricketers um, suffering from the pandemic. That's the news. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. And um, actually, yeah, interesting there with Kevin Roberts. I think um, a little bit of a hand on the back to help him sort of make that decision to resign, do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, it's... (laughs) After forty million, they may as well mount a few more million for his payout. Yep. You know, so I don't. I didn't think he did poorly, really. Well, I don't know. I. Yeah, it's. A, it almost seems to be a thing in Australia. The heads keep rolling, starting from their government down. You know, they nothing seems to stay in place. <laughs> They're like rolling their uh, top, top, top dogs, don't top they? Top dogs. Yeah, they either stay. The incumbents stay forever. If you stick it out for a little while, you stay there for a long time, like James Sutherland did. Yep. Or, or it's just a musical chairs. Musical chairs, because you, yep, yep, absolutely. Well, what I'll do at this point is I'll welcome in Cherubin. Well, bring in Cherubin into the show, and uh, welcome once again to Swinging from the Hip. How are you on this wet Auckland <laughs> evening? <laughs> Very good, thank you. Good evening, boys, and, yeah. and uh, audience out there. No, look, great to have you back on again, but uh, I thought I'd bring you back in because one of the topics that Terence just had in the news is um, obviously the announcements of 
the central contracts as well as therefore flowing into mm. the um, association contracts and uh, some interesting mm. moves there. Uh, obviously, Jeep Reval. Do you, th do you think with Jeep Reval moving down the um, state highway there, 100 kilometres down the road, um, you talk about the logjam that's happening in Auckland, um, the Auckland team. What about in the... Um, in the northern districts team because you've got a bit of a log jam there as well haven't you and it's an interesting place to go and challenge yourself um so indy haven't released their quad list auckland right. have right mm -hmm. so you've got auckland if you look at purely at auckland you've got ben lister um, ben horn that's going to bat colin Monroe that's going to bat robbie o'donnell that's a skipper he'll play mark chapman mm. will play martin gupta will play glenn phillips will play sean Sullivan will play that's seven yeah right seven six out of those seven will start a white ball game right so it makes it quite tough and then a lot of them are black caps or to be black caps trying to push for certain spots in the new zealand program which will mean they'll be pushing each other hard to hold on to their top order spots uh, making things hard for jeet i suppose um andy haven't named it dean uh daniel flynn has retired Right, okay. Dean Brownlee was carrying a couple of nickels last year, so we don't know. And I mean, he's mm. my roughly my age, so he may have a year or two left, right? So mm. um, they will need that experience. And then I think if you look at some of the muscle that they carry in Tim Seifert and Brett Hampton and all those lads, mm -hmm. it'll be somebody like Jeet will probably fit it nicely with this calm demeanor yeah. and Kind Solid. Of, around. Yeah, someone who they can bat around. Yeah. Something that Flinny and Brownlee have done for years. For sure. And yeah, to be, I think yeah, I'll just yeah, finish by saying um, if you want to get back into the Black Caps, it's not, Indy's probably a good spot because they've got eight, seven or eight contracted Black Caps there. And what better mm -hmm. way than to be very close to Kane Williamson? If you want to get back in the side, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's eight of them, there's <laughs> eight of them playing for Indy, and they are likely to play the odd game here and there, and they'll get the feedback loop will be so much shorter to hear that wow, Jeep's doing fantastically well, you know, or whatever that might be. It will work in your way if things work well. Mm. Look, uh, absolutely. I think the fact that. Uh, um, the guy that retired, not Brown, because Brownlee might still Flinny. play. Yeah, Flinny. yeah Flinny. It's almost like a ready-made replacement is Jeet. I mean, Jeet's played international, but um, yeah. and so has Flinny actually, hasn't he? So he was Flinny, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, at the start. So I think it's it's a it's a it's a good <coughs> good move from Jeet, and yeah. also it's it's good to move once in a while to get your blood going. You know, it's because uh, you go somewhere else, you want to got to prove yourself again. So yeah. um, I, think, I think it's challenging, yeah. And, and that's what you need. You, you need a challenge for some of these guys who keep playing year after year. So, no, I, I like it. I, I think it will, it will go really well. Mm. So we've got, our, we got the, our regular in the old chat room there go asking the question, doesn't Auckland need someone to bat around as well? I mean, you've mentioned a lot of stars there that obviously, let's say, hit the yeah. ball. Um, do they need someone to bat around as well? Martin Gupto. Martin Gupto is the guy. If you look at how Martin bat, people think Martin Gupto hits from ball one, but he doesn't. He takes his time. He is a very traditional batter who bats and then he goes. So, yeah, yeah. Martin Gupto is the guy. 
it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the second hundred that comes quicker, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you've got Sean. Yeah. And Solia. Solia yeah. is similar. And when you play on a postage stamp, you probably don't need anyone to bat around. You all just go and you trust mm. that two people will come off because it is a postage stamp. That's and the there's so many Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then in, in terms of uh, we we talked pre-show my disappointment in seeing Phil, Finn Allen um, go further down the motorway or, and take that Auckland to Wellington, that famous Auckland to Wellington trip um, <laughs> and and uh, end up signing for Wellington and um, yeah I sort of think it's a bit of a surprise for me uh, being an Aces fan completely off point but how can you get lost or need directions going to Wellington for more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope Finn Allen has got a good uh, got Google Maps on his phone. Yeah. GPS I see. I thought the same thing. I said, I mean, surely they've got Google Maps in in the UK. <laughs> you know? no. How do they just not stay do on the highway? Like you, you don't even just need that. You just go. Hamilton, then go to Rotorua. The signs yeah. are always pointing, signs right? Are you just it. yeah. <laughs> it's not like yeah. it's going to take you to like Estonia anyway, as opposed bit, to. Bit of, Bavaria, well, better yeah? reel it back in towards Finn. What are your thoughts? Wellington, Wellington have been very successful over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Extremely good outfit. Yeah. They've been successful uh, and they seem. With how they've been able to mould Ratchin Ravendra, uh, I thought I could come up with a lot more names. Um, Jacob Buller, Conway, uh, yeah, like you know, to show that, yeah, these these are all teammates of Finn, I'm guessing. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, you, you got know, um, a bit of a Ratchin was cohort. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's about... yeah, and it's a young coach who would be ambitious, wanting to develop. Mm-hmm. Black caps, not just win trophies, but also develop black caps. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I think it could be a um, good move, but it'll be challenging because mm. if the wickets haven't changed, then I'd say it definitely Wellington is not a Eden Park number two star wicket. So it'll mm. challenge you technically. When, when you say challenge you technically, you mean it's actually moves around a bit more, or? So it's not as flat. Bounce. Or how do you mean? Bounce. 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 Basin. Basin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think. That, well, I felt. I felt there was more bounce, but then Auckland. When Auckland gets spicy, it's historically has had bounce. It became slower. But mm. yeah. Yeah, it's actually. Yeah, I mean, like we're digressing a bit, but it's just like I found that the watching the game because I've never played there, obviously. But watching it in the last two seasons, um, the 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 scores have been a bit more lower, and um, obviously I'll put that down to the pitch being a bit slower as well. At Eden Park. At Eden Park, out of Oval, yeah. Mm, I think they they have tinkered with not having certain size rollers and um, people like myself and other bowling groups saying it's a bit of a graveyard. When you're wanting to win championships, you want to take twenty wickets, so. You either say make a turn. If they can't make a turn, then you say, "Well, leave it green" or something. You know, you either yeah. way we want to create twenty wickets. 
which means exactly. they have to go away from what they can really produce, not show off how good a cricket wicket they can build. Yep. <clears throat> Shuruban, you're saying? Yeah, no, look, I, I was going to say it's, it's, it's no use having a flat wicket where in a four-day game you can't get a result, you know. So, um, so I, I, I absolutely, I, I think wickets need to be challenging and it's got to challenge ball and bat and almost. Um, do, you think, do you think with the number two that they've sort of erred on the flatter side thinking that they want to get the crowds in for the super smash and get scores over, you know, the 240s, 250s that we've sometimes seen on the out of, uh, Eden Park Outer Oval. So they've just made it a, a, a flat pitch so that the ball can end up in the mobile more often. Oh, yeah, but they're, they're very skilled. Those guys that work as ground yeah. staff are very skilled, man. Those Extremely guys good. Know they know their grass. <laughs> yep. um, Extremely yeah, good. Uh, yes, they can manipulate it as they wish. Yep, and and that's that's part of the reason why Auckland club cricket has such good, good, good grounds and good pitches, because these guys actually contract out and and I've, I've got to give a plug out to Dean Bartlett because he he has pushed for these um, these wickets to get better and and being on the groundsman and you know he makes a big deal of people that produce a good wicket and mm. um, and I know that um, that's definitely one of the reasons why. So enjoyable to coach club cricket in Auckland because the wickets are good everywhere, just about. You know. Do you think um so so just for the uneducated out there, D- Dean Bartlett is oh the Dean Bartlett's competitions manager or he's the yeah. probably a two IC to Ian Laxon at Auckland Cricket Association. Yeah. Right. And he, okay. And he's in charge of there, played played for a couple of years, played New Zealand nineteens. Quick, finished um, yeah. playing up pretty early and went into sports administration. It's uh, doing quite well for himself. Doing very well. Compare? How would they compare to grounds, club grounds around the other parts of oh, the country? Auckland, Auckland, top of the line. Yeah, much Auckland better. Top, yeah. But you can't compete with Napier. Napier? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my word. It's yeah, Nelson that, Park. It's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's another level. Nelson, right? Park. Nelson Park. Nelson Park. Nelson. Like, so top of the North, uh, South Island, Nelson. No, 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 no. Nelson Park yeah, in Napier. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's called yeah. Nelson Park, but it's in Napier. <laughs> is that, so that's not a club music. cricket ground, though. Yeah, it's a big park. It's a bit like uh, right. the Auckland Domain style thing, but yeah. they're all grass wickets on there. Right. Oh, fantastic! You love a grass Hawks wicket, Bay. don't we? Yeah. yeah. Hawks Bay is good as a as a as a general rule. Yes. Um, you know, um, it's it's amazing actually. Central Hawks yeah. Bay everywhere. Yeah. Around there, yeah, beautiful down there. <laughs> so, uh, so we're just getting a bit of information coming in on the wire uh, from. Thank you from Stephen Noblo telling us that Dean is obviously the, is now the community cricket manager, so he's oh, got okay. a, a new, new official title. Oh, he's got there. an upgrade, yeah. He's got an upgrade. Got an upgrade. <laughs> he's got an upgrade. <laughs> hey, look, so we'll, we'll we'll move on to our topic for this evening. So, following on from last week's session on leg spin bowling with Taz. This week, we've got Sharubin on to help us with the mental approach or the psychology of spin bowling. So, Sharubin, let, let's, let's start from the beginning. The, the orphan discipline amongst children's cricket, you know, everybody's going to want to be the fast bowler, the batter, even the wicketkeeper. Not many to want to be the spin bowler. How do you, what makes somebody want to get into spin bowling? What's their, what's their thing that drives them to go towards their, as, is there a person maybe? Oh, look. Absolutely. I mean, I think Shane Warne probably did the 
the most amount of good for spin bowling that I can remember. Um, you know, where when you were coaching the juniors or, you know, everyone wanted to bowl like Shane Warne. I mean, he, he was amazing what he did. Um, but I think the, the fact is um, the spin bowler, especially the junior spin bowler, I think it's been a, it's, it's one of my pet hates to tell you the truth, because I, I think that, you know, spin bowling and you, for a junior and they're growing as, as they're doing it becomes a really hard art um, where the, the fact that they're growing means that their arms getting higher and that the length that they bowl then becomes different and controlling all that is, um, is tough. Okay. And, and that's why I, I believe, and it's, it's really funny because I, 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 Taran knows my little brother, Mayu, and this, the mentality of the spin bowler is probably something that I struggled with all my life in terms of trying to get it right. Because, um, you know, the, the fact that you had to be really um, extremely, um, uh, what's the word, um, uh, under pressure, you had to make sure you were calm, you know. Um, there was just so many things that you had to do to keep bowling spin and still have your wits about you. You know, when you're getting hit, what do you do? Um, and, and there's so many, so many things that you don't know what you should do. Like for years, I, I used to think about what pace do you bowl? You know, what is the pace that I should bowl? Should I bowl like Shane Warne? Should I bowl like Kumble? Should I bowl, you know, what's the, what's the, and, and, and the answers generally come from, you know, generally comes from within. But the, the thing is, you need good coaches to, 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 to get that through to you. And, um, you know, the, the, the pace you bowl is a classic where it's, there's actually most people have a natural speed depending on your height. Um, <laughs> here you go, Shehan Huri. He's a, he's a classic. I, I actually had something to do with him. Um, oh, here you go. And he's, He's one that extremely talented leg spinner. Um, actually, uh, was in the um, was in the um, uh, Auckland um, uh, age group. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And he agrees with it because he he actually bowled a really good leg spinner, then couldn't quite get the length right as he grew. Um, and um, it looks like he's he's uh, signed into. <laughs> <laughs> to make a few comments, really good man, in fact, Shehan. Um, how are you, brother? It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for uh, hopefully Shehan can give his version, like what when the growth spurt took place, what happened, mm. what changed. So how now, does that? No, yeah. In terms of that, one thing that's come up recently is the fact is that the reduction in the pitches. Yeah. obviously, so that um, kids yeah. find it easier to bowl. Um, and then that, obviously, from a younger age group, can help with a spinner. But then the growth spurt comes in. That means that the growth spurt's going to have even bigger impact if the pitch is a shorter distance, where they've gotten used to a shorter pitch. The growth pitch, the growth spurt's going to mean no. that now the longer pitch is going to be beneficial, wouldn't it? Or what's how's yeah. it work out? What's the play there? Yeah, look, it's, it, it really is a horses for courses. I mean, you can't say this is definitely better, this is definitely not. But in general, for me, the fact that the kids 
um, when they play with a cricket ball, they start um, with a shorter pitch is definitely beneficial because they're not bowling these big lobs. They're, they're actually trying to, you know, and so it's easier. It's up easier. To what to, age would you reckon? Yeah, look, I think at the moment, Auckland cricket, I might be wrong here, but I think um, the, the pitches go up from 16 metres to, I think, 18, 18. metres, and then it becomes 22, and it's, it's, a, it's a gradual process. But it, it, it really is hard. Like, I, I, I'm coaching a mm. fast bowler who used to bowl on an Ari for 18 metres, and he was pretty quick. Then he went to the full-length pitch at Colts, and he's bowling on slow grass wicket. And it was a struggle for him to pitch it up and still get that pace and uh, carry and so on. So um, to me, it's look, it's a fine balance, but the right move, in my view, to have the pitcher shorter. Because at the end of the day, the spin bowler wants to spin it hard. And the longer the pitch, the harder it is to do that. And, um, you know, spinning it hard and trying to get that length right. Because it's all about length. You know, for me, any kind of spinner, you bowl that right length and you can challenge the challenge the better. And um, if it's too long and you're bowling donkey drops, you're basically going to be um, uh, too short or too full. Yeah, good, good question that, Arun, because I actually believe um, artificial pitches, the, the thing is you, you might not get as much turn, but you do get bounce. And, and that's a good thing for spin bowlers. Um, the, the thing is, again, as a spin bowler, you want to turn it. And let's say you are a spin bowler that turns it, you play on an artificial pitch, and you don't turn it, and you, you, you get anxiety because of that. You get, you know, you, you're saying, why am I not turning it? And, it's not in, and that's where it's important for the coach to go. It's not about the turn. It's, it's about the length, and it's about deceiving the batsman. It's deception. That's the key, you know. Not, it's not about, you know what I mean. Like I mean, yep. Kumble is a classic example. He doesn't, um, he hardly turns it except for his wrong end. But he, um, he's got. <laughs> see, you might be able to tell me five hundred test wickets. Is it Kumble? Six hundred. Oh, I think we had it last yeah. week. Six hundred. And yeah. amazing, you know. Um, he's actually incredible to watch. I remember watching him live, and the pace with which he bowls is phenomenal, but as wrong mm. he does slow it up to actually get that turn and, and try and um, get the stumps for the right-hander. So, I mean, smart so, bowler. Yeah. It would and, be uh, worthwhile for the youngins who play on an artificial, like you said, to turn the ball as hard as they can. Then that, like we learned last week would be about creating that drift and absolutely. then the deception through that, wouldn't it? So you Big can time. still get wickets without that's the right. turn. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's another little skill that you can add to the skill set that you as you are progressing, right? Big time. Look, it's it's a whole it's a whole new world. I mean, I I remember a little while ago, um, the season started with T twenties in club cricket on artificial pitches in um, in sorry October. And it's rainy, it's windy, it's cold, and you're playing on artificial. And, and I remember, <laughs> as a leg spinner, 
opening the bowling or something, not trying to turn it one bit. You can't turn it. It's impossible with a new ball, bouncy, let's say, Lloyd Ellsmore wicket. You can't really turn it. So all you're trying to do is to drift it in with your with the arm. And it actually, and if it's in a, on a wet artificial, what it does is it actually hits the pitch and goes in. So, yeah. so you've got you got LBs and you you know I, I remember the mid on had to be back. This you can actually that's an attacking position. The long on was a catching position pretty much because that's where they were going with the ball. Um, and and if you played a fifty overs on artificial or something, then you can attack by having a short leg or something um, at the start. So, so look, it's just we're, we're, yeah. So we're moving moving into sort of like some of the more nuanced sort of measures that you take in terms of when you're a, a spin bowler. So taking that yeah. sort of step back into that, we've, we've now a younger uh, boy, younger girl has decided spin bowling is my path. Spin bowling mm. is my craft. They're sitting at home. What are they thinking as they think about their game and, and what they're trying to achieve and where they're trying to go with their, um, uh, their art, their, their skill that they're developing? Yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's a stage thing, you know, I mean, they always have to try and rip it hard, you know, either off spin or leg spin. You want to turn it hard because when you do that, you create the um, create the um, create what's required for the drift, either out with the off off spin or the um, the drift in with the leg spin. And obviously, bowling from the right end helps, you know, with the wind wind factors considered. Um, uh, if someone's listening, for instance, a, a spin bowler should always really bowl into the wind because that's where most of the deception happens. Um, so bowling you, with so, the yeah. So basically, what you're thinking about um, leading up or to the to the to the weekend to your Saturday game is the fact is that okay, what are the conditions going to what sort of what are what are the possible conditions? What would I need to do in those conditions? And all the sort of external forces that you can't control and what you can do to try and mitigate them or to use them to your advantage. Would that be For a fair sure. assumption of what you're saying? For sure. And, and having a strong action, I think. A strong action, i.e. good, strong front arm, good follow through, which, you know, even in, in windy conditions, it's going to, you can use the wind rather than, you know, be um, scared of it. By. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she has gone hard. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I was going to bring up what he's got there. I'll read it out yeah. for, so our um, people that are on podcast can see it. So think you think you're bowling exactly the same length of stride uh, or length of stride Thank changes. You. you need someone to at least notice or be aware of it. I feel we all had to learn on the job. Leg spin is the most unforgiving thing. The leg spin culture and the points of reference are growing locally with you boys and the success of Ish, etc., it's generally quite isolated role. So that's mm. just so that our podcast people can and, and see the comments coming up. But um, it's sort of the fair summation of sort of like trying, putting in a nutshell what you've been talking about just now. <laughs> that's right. Look, he, I mean, you know, the thing is Sheehan found um, other things to do in life and he, he uh, gave, gave um, cricket up. Uh, um, reasonably early, I think. He probably could make a comeback, uh, Sheehan, if you're still listening, brother. But I think, you know, I think he, um, he, he didn't quite get the success that he wanted um, when he did play the 
Premier Cricket and so on. Um, but look, I mean, like I, I keep saying, you know, I, I use me as a, uh, like my best years of spin bowling was in, in my latter 30s, late 30s. And, uh, and because I learned so much about the art, the more I played. It's very rare for a Shane Warne who's come in so early to be successful. And, and even his, um, his development as a spin bowler is, is fascinating. Um, Alan Border, having so much, um, so much faith in Shane Warne, actually helped. Um, yes, look, Steve Taylor's commented too. He's, he's a good mate of mine from Tasmania. And, you know, the artificial to turf is a, is a, is a tough transition, you know, because um, the fact that on artificial you get a lot of natural pace, but on the turf, You've got to probably get your length up a little bit more to to make sure that you are on the front foot. If you bowl the same length, you'd probably be kind of short, you know, because it's slower. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I remember in, in Dunedin when I played club cricket, uh, they used to play on artificial. I'm not sure what happens now, but they used to play on artificial to Christmas. So you had to be able to bowl pretty well on artificial wickets. Uh, doesn't matter what sort of bowler you are, um, and then almost retrained to bowl on grass later on, you know. Um, but yeah, but the main point is, as a spin bowler, mindset, you've got to be resilient. You know, you've got to be able to be tough and grind through those, um, through those times and know when to attack, you know, um, as a spin bowler, you want to get wickets all the time, but I loved what T said last last week. Um, you know, you know, T20 is such a popular popular version of the game, and it's getting bigger and bigger. Oh, here we go. It's <laughs> from Aaron. Um, and, you know, you, you need to get out of that over if you've been hit for a few boundaries. But if you've got a few dots, you can attack, you know, um, or you can attack in the first few balls to try and get that wicket. So we'll come back to Aaron's question in a second, but in terms of what one thing you just mentioned there, you, you've been hit for a couple of boundaries early. How are mm. you looking to get out of an over to, to yeah, dry it up, to, to tie it up a bit? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah look, T can jump in when you want, brother. But for me, you go back to your stock delivery because the stock delivery is the one that you can bowl with the most confidence. So you go back to your stock delivery, bowl a good stock delivery, and go for either a, a, a single or a dot, and you get out of it that way. Um, you know, and Karen, what's and, your and, experience? Sorry, you carry on, Sir Ruben. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, look, yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. Um, and you would have to have have your field accordingly. You know, you'd have to have probably the people on the inner ring back and the other guys out right on the boundary to try and get that, go for that single or um, dot. <laughs> What do you? What are your thoughts, T? Um, no, you're right. Like, I think, yeah, it's um, if it's T twenty, I'd go as far as to say that I if I didn't have many variations, but or I never felt like I had the confidence to bowl them. So it's almost as if when I went to a T twenty, I only took a couple of balls to the party. Like I didn't take. Mm. A four-day bag of balls or 
whatever I thought I had, I just took my white ball gear out. Like, you know, so in a golfing analogy, you t- I took my boy, I took my white ball clubs out. I didn't take my red ball clubs out. So, so I had minimal gear that I needed, which meant I could only draw on those. Mm, so I, that simplified my game even mm. before I stepped out there. And then I'd go to the one that was most trusted under pressure, mm. And I know exactly where my sweepers are. Mm. I am going to bowl a ball that he has to hit me there. Mm. Based on his way of playing, how can I get him to hit me there? Yeah, Mm. right. So do you you sort of like, but like talking of the psychology of the bowler, do you think it helps the psychology of the batter though? He's sort of saying, I, he's now adjusting the field. He's now playing safe. You don't yeah. adjust the field. Okay, so that's yeah, that's the thing, right? You don't want to give away that you're giving in type thing, do you? Because that's no. it's like a right. Oh, you can. I mean, you can adjust the field, but you can bluff him. You can do a whole heap of things. Right. The last thing you want to do is try and get him out yeah. after you've been hit for twenty. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> there is. I mean, this is not my. These are not my tricks. There's a. Shane Warne saying that says, and it pretty much sums up spin beautifully, is if you're attacking with the ball, defend with the field. If you're defending with the ball, attack with the field. Yeah. Right. Right. So if your field is closing, you've got to actually be defensive in your mind, which means you don't get cute. If your field is out, you can you can afford to prize them out. Right. So in four-day cricket, you would use that kind of thinking. In white ball cricket, you're just Go the simpler the better. Like there's another article of Shane Warne, which helped me, which I believe helped me a lot. Was apparently in the IPL he only ever bowled leg spin. He didn't bowl anything else. He just so, bowled leg spin and back spinners. That's it. Right. He varied Does the it... pace. He varied his angles. He changed the field. Made you think he was doing something different, but he didn't change anything. Yeah. That's and interesting. It, it, yeah. It's, so, it's, do you think that there's is there you've you've been you've gone for um, two three boundaries and a red ball you've been gone for two three boundaries and a t20. Um, what you do in a, a red ball match versus what you do in a white ball match when you've been given a bit of tap is it different, or very, you're still going very different? Very different. So, red ball your own. Let's say you go on for two sixes, especially an all rounders hit you. Your keeper, your all rounder, and your Pretty much most guys will be going, go on, let's see if you can do it again. Make yeah. him do it again. Make him do it again. Yeah. You're the only guy going, oh, piss off. I've just been hit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like everyone else is because they're going, if he does it, we've got a good chance of getting him out. Yeah. And white ball, they're going, oh, what the hell are you doing? Like, just get out of your over. Get out of your over so, so we don't have to use you again. Get out of your over. It's a massive mind shit. We can make up later. Just get out. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's it's a good good point T mentioned before there. I, I remember in a in a white ball, for right handers you'd be you'd bowl over the wicket, and for left handers you'd go around the wicket, just purely to get your angles right. So you didn't want to give them any different angles, and you wanted them to take the risk. As a as a batter, to try and hit you from your consistent uh, length, you know, and and so you take the risk. I'm not, and and if they make the same first mistake, then you can if, and and they get out, 
new batter comes in, you can afford to attack a little bit more. That first wicket, I tell you, when you're bowling, that first wicket is a is a massive, massive thing. The earlier you get that first wicket, the better it is in terms of not just calming yourself down, confidence, you know, and that's that that's that pressure thing. You know, the pressure will get to anyone. Doesn't matter how good the team is. If you can put them under pressure, you can get, get to them. You know, so yeah. So really the I mean coming back to that mentality thing, you've got to be able to cope with things that go wrong. You know, what's your strategy? If you get hit, you know, what's your strategy to get out of it? And, you know, and, and, the, and the technical side of things has to be the, you know, you have to go back and that's what has to be worked on in the, in the, in preseason and winter and whatever, so that your stock ball has to be as good as it can be, you know, and that's, and most of the, if you look at all, pretty much all the good spin bowlers in history, their stock ball was amazing, you know, and, and they'd bowl it with different angles, slightly different angle, which is such subtle variation. And sometimes it's just the natural variation of what happens with, you know, like you'd go like this and maybe your wrist is a little bit and then it goes slightly differently, you know, and, and those things will happen. Um, and, and those are... As long as you hit the right length, it's advantage to you as a as a bowler. So what what I'll go back to a little point that you made is there's a lot of preparation in this because you're yes. saying that basically you have to have your uh, strategic playbook for all your scenarios as they unfold that you've got to go fall back on. Is that a fair um, sort of yeah. wrap up of what you Look, just yeah? But basically, Ashwin, the, the the your stock ball has to be good. That's the, 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 that was the, probably the biggest lesson that I learned as a leg spinner. You know, you can have all the variety you want and, and you could use it when you want. But really, your stock ball was key because how good your stock ball was is generally how good you're going to be as a, as a leggy or offy or left arm spinner or, or any, any other spinner, spin bowling. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I honestly... Honestly, I, if you had a good leg spinner, like a good leg spinner, the ball itself, not the spinner, but the ball, if you have mm -hmm. your leggy down packed, you can have four to six different variations out of it. Just one ball. Mm. Wow. Okay. And it I is agree. quite possibly the hardest thing to bowl. It's easy with a little bit of practice and understanding. Mm -hmm. If you understand the science behind it, it's easy to bowl a wrong one. Easy to bowl a flipper, back spinner, zooter, whatever name you want to give it. Very Terrible. easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can even bowl left arm straight if you like. But getting the spinner to land as you want on cue, being woken up at 3 a.m. and say bowl now and to be able to do that, if you get that, man, you're, that's money. You're talking serious money. Yeah, completely agree. And look, what Steve, Steve Taylor's brought up there is on the money too. I, I think we spoke about this a bit before the show. Um, in terms of the support you get from the captain and also the coach, but really the, the coach can do things from before the game and strategy-wise, but it's really the captain. And the captain has to understand spin bowling and how the spin bowler's mind works and so on. For Okay. The... So how does, the, how does the captain support the spin bowler? What sort of things does he do that's 
Um, difference for a spin bowler, an off spinner, or a leg spinner, and for a fast bowler, what is he doing that's different? Well, first thing is when to attack and when to defend. You've got to you've got to know that. You know what what are the the, the times okay, what's to attack? attack? Okay, tell tell a common man what does attack look like when you let's say Ashman is walking with his kid down Cornwall Park. There's a game of cricket going on. What looks like attack? How does he know who? <laughs> When, when who's attacking? He's attacking yeah, when he's attacking or when he's defending, what does it look like? Yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, I'm I'm a big one on perception, the perception of, and and you can do it through the field, um, but you've got to you've got to really read the pitch. That's that's part of the you know if it's turning, you can have. Um, the, no, you're the talking keeper. about the captain, right? You're talking about the pardon, captain. No, you're talking about like the captain, so that you're the captain needs to know, right? So. You're saying the captain has to read the pitch. The captain, well, but before the before the game, the coach, captain, sit down and figure out how we can do this, and and that's the main conversation you should be having. The in at, at um, drinks break, at lunchtime, whatever it is, is it changing? Is it still the same? Can we still play? Um, how are we going to play this? You know, all of those sort of things, um, and and also knowing your player, you know, knowing your Spin bowler, can he deliver in on with this situation, with this pitch, for instance, you know, yeah. um, and and having that faith, and um, I think that's where Shane Warne, you know, you look at Border Taylor, um, who was the other one that he that captain, Steve I think Wall. Michael Wall. Steve Wall, Steve Ricky Wall, Pond. Ricky Ponting. So those are the four, and to me, those are all ultra. You know, Taylor was probably the, the least attacking, I'd say, just from a mindset. But, you know, all of them are very attacking-minded. And when they used Shane Warne, they wanted wickets. And at times, he would bowl from one end all, all day on the, you know, fourth or fifth day. But they always look for wickets. You know, that's, that's attacking, you know. But the thing is, you can, you can always say um, that, you know, uh, you don't have to have people in the – people around the bat to be attacking, you know, for a, for a spin bowler who bowls good dot balls in the occasional ball that's slightly say short or too full could also become a wicket because of the surprise factor, you know, but definitely for me, the, the captain has to have the right mindset in terms of backing your spin bowler and having the, um, having the right fields for him. Okay, um, so Taryn's you're the, you're the skipper, Shruban. Taryn's yeah. coming. You've brought Taryn onto bowlers' leg spinners. What yeah. what's the attacking field that you're setting for him? Okay, so first thing is, um, let's say with T, if he if his stock delivery is um, is on a good length, but maybe slightly short of a good length to start off, you might want to start off with some sweepers. Just to just till he get his gets his length. Um, uh, I mean, interesting. Let's say let's say at the moment with Grafton we've got a very talented leg spinner, Carl De Beer. That's exactly what we do, because uh, Carl's an amazing spinner, but he does take a while to get his length. So we've said sweepers to start with, and then as as he's getting his length, one one by one they'll come in. And they'll get into a more more attacking position. Is having the sweepers more about the protection for the bowler? 
while he's getting his rhythm yeah. and line and length going. It's yeah. as opposed to straight out attacks from ball one. On on the, in in this occasion, yes. Like yeah. with Carl, I think definitely. Um, we've got a left arm spinner, let's say, and he's he's a lot more um, consistent from ball one. So we don't actually have to do it. Generally, we'll start with a stock standard field, and then attack as as quickly as we can. And that's know. for the confidence of the bowler as well. I'm assuming, right? So because they absolutely. typically you, you see it, and they always have a sweeper in the first couple of balls anyway, just yeah. in case that odd one does go astray and gets yeah. smashed. So Look, they've got the protection there early on, I suppose, so the captain can yeah. then feel a bit more confident in his ability. Absolutely. And and everyone's but, different, um, you know. Because, I mean, we yeah, want, yeah. let's say, with, with Carl, we, we want him to bowl a, a decent spell. So, um, but if he does get a couple wrong and gets hit, and then, then you're sort of in two minds whether he should bowl or not. So this way, you know, and, and you never know, you might get a bit of luck because he bowls quite quickly. Mm -hmm. One of the short balls might get hit for hit to the fielder, and then suddenly you've got a bonus yep. wicket, which yeah. then you can start attacking. Yeah. You know? So it's look, it's it's cat and mouse, but it's definitely captain, coach, spinner have to be together to to get the the right result. You know, um, the right mentality, really. Um, this yeah. is interesting because I always felt like the Aussies have used Shane Warne as their attacking weapon. Whereas when you look at a New Zealand team at that mm. level, they look at a spinner as a defending option mm. as opposed to trying to take wickets. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and how do you change that mindset? Is it, is it, yeah. It's got to start at the bottom, right? Uh, no, Rohit, I, I'd say look look at the ability of Shane Warne as, oh, as, totally. opposed, to, as opposed to Mitch Santner, let's say. I mean, Mitch um, Santner... No, Vittori. Vittori became a defender towards the back yes. of back yeah, and he but he, but T, he lost his he lost his turn. He he, he was more of a change of pace, beat them in mm. the air type of bowler, didn't he? So, I think yeah. that's probably the reason why. But you know, to me, it, it comes down to, you know, and, and again, this is this is the the coach and the captain together have <laughs> to decide these things, you know, and 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 that's I think that's where the coaching's. Like I mean, I, I'm I've been lucky enough as a premier coach to have good spin bowlers wherever I've coached, and I, I think it's the difference. I've always said in premier mm. cricket, the winning and losing of the the titles are all about how you play spin and how you bowl spin. You know how you you know how you bowl spin and how you play against their spinners. Um, that's mm. the, that's the that's the key, especially because that happens at the latter latter part of the season when the pitches are generally turning a bit more. If you've had a hot summer, which we've had for ages, <laughs> 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 yeah. Look, <laughs> he he was a he was one that went um, went by the wayside too quickly. Old Mister Hoori, he he had a lot of lot of skill and a lot of talent. Um, and his his stock stock delivery leg spinner was a was a was a classic. Mm. I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the comment Steve Sorry, Taylor made. Let's just read the comment out for people on the podcast. Um, mate, you can run from prime minister with a consistent great stock leg spinner. This one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Right. 
Steve Taylor's yeah. just gone. Reference to Warren is useful, but it's history now. What are your thoughts on how Nathan Lyon is used as a very different bowler to Warren? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. I don't I... think he's used differently. I think they, he's no. used the exact same way. And yeah. Aussies run off a blueprint. Yeah. They, they bring in their, you know, they've got one big bad quick that's allowed to spray. They've, mm. which is stark. Then they've got your consistent, still hard and heavy, reliable guy. Then comes heavy. your enforcer, not the enforcer, then comes your next tier of heavy and hard who doesn't swing it. Mm. And the fourth bowler at the other end, so you've got Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, then your fourth, so it's your first change, is your spinner. Mm. Oh, oh Pattinson in there, yeah. But if he does, he won't play if there's three quicks, right? So then you no. get your spinner. In New Zealand, you'll have your seamers, followed by Wagner at one end. The seamers have a short four-over spell in the opening run, and then the guys had a shorter one. So the one guy goes long. One will go six to seven. The other only goes for four. After mm. he goes for four, Wagner comes on. While Wagner bangs away, when the other opening bowler finishes, this guy takes over. You don't bring the spinner in. And, it's, and then yeah, they and rinse and repeat. Then the, the ground home will come. That'll be mm. the next teamer. They'll, they'll just rinse and repeat till it gets through to lunch and mm. then go, oh, let's see if it's going to take any turns. Mm. Look, absolutely. And, and they it's actually say it. Because that's uh, predictable cricket. Yeah. No, but that, 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 you think that's yeah, quite predictable formula? Yeah, but as a batsman, if you're a batsman playing international cricket and you're facing Wagner, five out of six are going where? At, at your body. Yeah, and, but and, that's, yeah, that's yeah. predictable, right? That's Ripped. predictable. But, and, yeah, it's variety. Can't play it. No, but yeah. people still can't play it. Glenn yeah. McGrath is bowling. Where is he bowling six out of six? You know where he's bowling. Yes. But that's not predictable. That's just a blueprint. Look, right. Yeah. I mean, my, my thoughts on... Yeah, for me, my thoughts on how an attack should be is it should give you variety so you can test the batsman in different, different ways, you know. And, and that's where, you know, if you, if you are picking a team, you, you might pick a left-arm seamer or spinner or something to add that variety, you know, to bring that variety in. And that's where you want a leg spinner maybe and an off spinner so that there's both edges are being challenged and so on. Um, so, look, absolutely. I, I think, I mean, the New Zealanders actually said it's like the, you know, the spin bowler bowls to um, rest the fast bowlers till they come back again, you know. And, um, look, Nathan Lyon, to me, in, in the last, let's say, five to seven years even, he's been outstanding, you know, he's in Australia. He's better than Ashley. Oh, completely. Look, the... The stock delivery that he has and the pace that he bowls and the way in which he drifts it, drops it, and turns it, I tell you, mm. the, 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 the version of Nathan Lyon that is of the last five, six years, to me, is outstanding. You know, I yeah. mean, he's... he's I think uh, if you go back yeah. to New Zealand cricket, and I think, yeah, if you go back to New Zealand cricket, assuming you have some very good skill set at hand that you can use, like Asia Spital or Santner, mm-hmm. which are bloody good bowlers. Mm, um, I think they need to, you need to, I, I don't know if they do or don't, 
but you don't want to be reading in the media that our oh, spinner's job is to hold up an end or refresh the mm-hmm. seam. As well. you want, absolutely. You absolutely want to be making believe he's part of the, you know, the camp, yeah. part of the attack and go, mate, you, you give mm-hmm. us your plan. You tell me how we're going to get him out and let's run for it. You know, you mm-hmm. want him to Look. feel like he can get a wicket. If you don't believe he can yeah. get a wicket, he already thinks he can't get a wicket. Mm-hmm. And you're just reinforcing that message to him. Big time. It's 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 perception, isn't it? It's it's really is about perception. And again, it's this is the mentality. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know in um, you know AJS when he played in the UAE, it was outstanding mm-hmm. the way they where they used him because it was as a wicket taker and and he. You know, the ball turned, he drifted and turned it and was outstanding. He was a match winner, you know, in his first... I think he'll have great success. I think, I think he'll have great success. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Look, because I... you know, on the ball, and which means oh, you'll bring the that half of the bat into play, time. which not a lot of people mm. can. So just, no, just what... Drift, yeah, Drifty gets us uh, phenomenal. And, and, I mean, he's shown it in first-class cricket, hasn't he, so many years. So, so, so the challenge years. for him, the challenge for him at first class cricket, he bowls hours. He bowls from one end mm. and he picks up five runs. Lots of right. But mm. we know we work on the premise that our seamers will get the bulk of the wicket. So when he gets to on to bowl, he's mm. he's almost operating. He he almost has to think like a fast bowler, like a very fast bowler who's going to come on for a short burst, and he has to create an impact. But he has the added pressure of not letting up the pressure that's been created. Mm. So you come on for four to six before a break, you've got mm. to create chances without letting go of any of the hard work by giving away loose boundaries. Big time. Yeah. He's, he's got to be accurate, dude. You only have to pick up one or two wickets, that's but they right. have to be at crucial junctures. The great thing is if he picks up. If he picks up in New Zealand, if he picks up a couple of wickets, it spooks the batters because we seem to really sort of like have that mental issue of um, spin bowlers, don't we, in New Zealand? In terms of, oh, <laughs> you know, it's going straight, but it's turning a mile. No, but like, <laughs> let's, say, you know, let's say he comes on to bowl four overs out from a bunch, right? And New Zealand cooks are so good, they probably have this team two or three down, and they've just kind of eked their way to 70 for three, what, yep. 90 for two. Um, and when Jazzy comes on, Let's say he then gets picks one up in the last three overs before lunch. Suddenly, when the team has come back on, they got a new batter to bowl to when they're fresh. Sure. And they apply sure. the same thing at T. Let's say this team's done beautifully well, opposition batters. They've got the 130, 140 for two. Jazzy comes on to bowl. He's working away on a nice seven-over spell. He then bowl. He gets one. Just before T, that's 150 for two, suddenly becomes 150 for three. But the new batter having to face three more overs before the break. And he has yep. to start twice. Pressure. Mm. He has to have 10 balls before T. If he gets through, ah, tough luck. Got to start again after T. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Completely. You know what? What are the test rankings, by the way? Who's is it? Uh, it's obviously India. Is it India number one? T. What do you? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I've just been following COVID and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and drivers <laughs> and drivers. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe so like just, just, 
just with um yeah. what we've just been talking there to finish sort of getting towards the end of the show we've been talking about the sort of like um the technical and the mental approach obviously and tactical there's obviously a, a system and approach Ruben, you want to bring up should we bring up the wheel and you want to talk to the wheel at, yeah. Um, there? yeah sure. paul are Absolutely. you able to bring that wheel up for us in the paul in the uh old producing studio there um, able to bring up that for us there we go it's a bit but small, but um hopefully people can make it out there. Yeah. Keep keep going, Paul. Keep there going, Paul. Keep going. Yeah, there you go. Sweet. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, look, and you know, to me, this is something that, you know, as a coach, you want to have something like this in the in the back of your mind and try and make sure that this is the this is where you're improving your player at um uh, most junctures, you know, um, and I think it's actually, you know, like I, I definitely as a coach use this kind of thing uh, very much, you know, every session you want to try and improve one or two of those um, quadrants. And, you know, as, as you, and I think for juniors, it's even more, more important to have that mental, emotional one, the coping strategies that they can have, um, in terms of, um, you know, it, it's what part did they play to try and um, improve themselves? And really, for that to happen, you want the other three to be in pretty good shape. So it really works works really well. This this particular wheel with um, um, the way in which someone improves, and definitely the mental, emotional, coping side of things to be almost pretty important or most almost most important for me to try and get that young spin bowler or reasonably young spin bowler to get to his potential as they get older um, but keep working on let's say technical physical they can work on it in in um, off season pre-season you know to get your get your skill level and your conditioning right and the tactical obviously that depends on the captain and the coach so the mental, emotional, how can you cope when uh, I think it's, it's both ways. When things are not going well and you come out of it and you're still positive about what you've done, what your process of, processes have been. And, um, and if it goes well, why did it go, go well? You know, did you bowl really well or were you lucky or, you know, whatever it is, being, being objective about it. But thanks for... Thanks for putting that on. Yeah, that's, no, that's great. right. I mean, like, I mean, you know, just in terms of it ties, it's what it shows is that at the end of the day, like as you say, for a junior player, you really do need to focus a bit where people don't on that mental and emotional. No, but at the end of the day, for a player, it, it's not just about going in there and bowling and bowling and bowling. No, no. The, you know, it's it is built up of multiple facets that come together. Um, mm. that that make up a good performance, basically. Well, that'd be a fair Big assumption, time. wouldn't it? Absolutely. You know, one of my, I think Ashwin and I went over this with you, one of my coping yeah. strategies was when I bowled, when I used to bowl a bad ball, a latter part of my career was less, less bad balls. But if I did bowl a bad ball, I would mark my run-up again and mark my run-up in a different position to where I marked it originally and convince myself in my mind that it was the length of the run-up that was the problem. And now I'm all good and have a deep breath at the end of that. 
and start again kind of thing. It's almost like a drawing a line in the sand, sand and going again, you know. Reset. Yep. Um, reset. Yes. And mm -hmm. that that was my my one of my go-tos. But um, you know, different Darren, people have you, different things. Darren, did you have a a coping sort of um trigger that you used when like things were going a bit pear-shaped? Um very late, very late. Like um like you know, you kinda it was just reinforcing the thing in the now. Mm. Yeah, that literally took takes away all your thing. Otherwise, you're forever looking in the past and, oh, no, mm. just been here for six and the ball's gone. Like Shihan mentioned, it's a lonely place where the ball <laughs> hit for a boundary and it's gone miles. Like, it rolls away and away and the guy chasing it is not going to get it in a hurry. <laughs> you don't. Um, all your mates are a long way away from you because long on and long off are back. One guy's getting the ball. Yeah. Two guys are in the One's at sweep. Yeah. Hey, the keeper's your closest mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the keeper's um, back chatting about you or so, or not. <laughs> you. <laughs> what the hell are you bowling? Keeper and the first slip are talking to each other and you're standing there going, oh, I betcha they're talking about me because you start feeling paranoid. How bad I am. This is like, actually, I'm going to... And you're like, oh, no, God knows what he's thinking. <laughs> it, it, just... it becomes quite a long, long wait. And I think yep. that's when you get, oh, well, that's happened. Mm. Flush the dunny, move on. That's yeah, it. I didn't really, yeah, I couldn't flush it. I never got into that, but staying yep. in mm. the moment. Right. Um, staying in the moment's really good. Mm. I, What's the one I that, Jeruben, you, 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 we talked about, I think, the other day, uh, I can't remember whether you did it or whether we said somebody else did it, was the fact is that they didn't look at the ball going to the boundary. They'd just go back and yeah. mark them, run up again or um, yeah, walk was... to, back towards their mark or whatever. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, I, I knew yeah. it was going to the boundary. So you just go back and not even think about it. You, you're almost trying to erase it from your mind. And, I mean, the, the thing that I believe is, um, working on things like that, that actually can be beneficial for your life, you know, because mm. good things happen in your life, bad things happen in your life. And you've just got to compartmentalize it and try and, you know, move, move on if you can. And, you know, I think the cricketers that keep in the game are able to do those things really well. Um, I, I actually read a, read a stat because um, we were, years ago, we were coached by Paul Jarvis, an Englishman who, um, very, very good player and, and, and a good coach too, actually. And um, he, he said that, you know, let's say the batsman hits, hits you for a boundary. His, his thought process is, I'm on top. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, Scott Curtis <laughs> has just said, good on you for tuning in, Scotty boy, um, old Waitakere fast bowler, kind of like that six you hit me for Tarun. <laughs> Did you hit? Do you remember that too? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, Scotty, uh, Scotty's in that tournament. Oh, good work! Because Scotty's in, um, uh, in in Australia. So good on you for tuning in, brother. And look, and and what Paul Jarvis said was, if you you bowled your best delivery, the delivery after you were hit for six, 
you've got a ch- more than a likely chance of getting the batsman out because he is at the moment confident. Like he's not going to leave you. If you bowl a good ball, he's going to play at it. So you've got chance of getting that edge. And he, he really changed my mentality in terms of being, you know, sort of after getting hit for a boundary, you've got to put your head down to thinking, I've got a chance to get him out now, just by what he said about, you know, how you I go actually, about I'll it. I'll add to that. That's funny you say that because um, I had one interaction with Suckling Musta in 2009. Oh, yeah. He was a spin consultant for New Zealand at the time. His, yeah. I didn't quite understand it. I, well, I got it, but it was all about like quite, um, uh, what's the word here, spiritual and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the things I took away from that conversation or that meeting was he said, oh, when a batsman hits you for a boundary or four, six or plays a good shot against you, yes, don't look down, don't you? Just keep looking at him. Just keep staring mm-hmm. at him. Just keep looking back at him. And I was wondering what, why. And he goes, because you know why? When he hits you for a boundary, he has positive energy. You have to look mm-hmm. at it and draw it out of him and bring it into you. He's got the energy How good. The vibe and you take it off him. Yeah. It's Kung How Fu good. Panda. Harness the chi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're, we're still going through the Peppa Pig stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> and wild crats. Wild crats for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good hey guys, I'm, I'm going to sort of just start winding it up here a bit. Just one thing for our people listening on the podcast. Um, we just put up a performance wheel with quadrants on it. Um, that's what Sharuban was referring to before. So um, I'm going to put that um, in the comment section when I get a chance a bit later so that you can go back and awesome. see in the comment section the uh, performance wheel. It's got a quadrants of technical, physical, tactical, and mental uh parts of the game so you can see that um just in terms of a question that came up before who's the number one test ranked side at the moment anybody want to have another guess india india uh, it's probably because you guys are all india you know got sort of oh, subcontinent wow. backgrounds there wow. know, it's, australia. <laughs> it's australia it's australia australia is the number one test Come side at you. the moment who's it's second, who's second? india would be two india would be two surely it's like, have another go. Oh. I'm looking at the World Test Championship. That's what I was oh, looking at when I went to I want to ask Ruben a question I asked. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'll just, I'll just say, so New Zealand is second on the World Test no Rankings. No way. Australia, <laughs> New Zealand. Red Bull. Bloody hell. Me rash. <laughs> ask your question, Taryn, before we have to shut up shop. Yeah. Ruben <laughs> asked this. Yes. Who's better, East Sodi or Todd Astle? Um, look, I, I, I'd go ish, full stop, um, all round. Oh, uh, he... Ashwin's got to say it's because you're Indian and he's Indian. <laughs> <laughs> look, but he's I, I, you, you always ask the tough questions, too, because I've got to say, both of them I, I really enjoy. You know, like I love uh, Toddy's Rongan. Um, what? Uh, no! Yes, have you seen it? I happened to coach both of them in, in, their, in their youth. But um, look, I mean, to me... Yeah, but the pacey bowls, the, the, you know, just what he's done, to me, is so the end. I think, obviously, for me right now, because Toddy's retired from Test cricket, so 
I'd say um, Ish is definitely going to have the future in his um, in his sights. So, yeah, look, I I mean, I think we've talked about this deal a little bit, and I'd love. I know he's bowling with good pace, but the shape that Ish gets, he can keep making sure that that's that's um, up there as as with the pace. Then I think he'll do. He'll keep doing. Um, you know, keep get, grabbing wickets. But uh, yeah, good man, good manish. So go ahead. I was going to say uh, for for somebody that doesn't really know what he's looking at. I mean, obviously with the skill and expertise that you two have, you'd say Ish because just as as a layman, you're sort of watching the game. It feels like he's the more attacking bowler. It, it yeah. feels like he's every time he runs in, you sort of think. Even with a, um, a, a a rubbish ball, you feel that Ish could pick up a wicket. <laughs> yeah, he's he's look, got more mystery. He's got more mystery. He's yeah, more, yeah, 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 yeah. Something about him, that, that oomph about him. Oh, he's got more turn that. in him. He's got the bigger turn. Yeah, who's bigger turner? He's probably it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Ish definitely has more more energy. Definitely Todd? more energy, don't you think? Who's got more energy, Todd? No, Toddy's more traditional. traditional. Um, probably more strong, strong in the mind, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's yeah. I don't know. Tough one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he's got more, more tools. He's he's got a big set of clubs that he can draw on. Yeah. Todd, yeah, Todd's very consistent with what he has. No. So now, he's going to see him back in the test side anytime soon. Who's that? Yeah, uh, look, tough jazz one. Yeah, on. you've got to, and you've got to give Jazz a I'd little bit love of. Love to uh, see the Andrew. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, maybe in the UAE. I'd love to see the two spinners on the team. Yeah, maybe in the yeah. UAE or India or Pakistan or you know somewhere like that, Rohit. You know, or West Indies even. Yeah, you know, spinners. Sure. Mm. Hey guys, look. Yeah, no. um, Better, better start wrapping it up there before yeah. um, everybody's ears start falling off. So, um, <laughs> hey, look once once again, Sharuban, thanks for um, joining us today on the show, and obviously we really look forward to having you again on again. We've got um, another couple of ideas for shows that we've got with Sharuban that we've got coming up, yeah. so we look forward to having him back on the show. Rohit, Taryn, awesome having you guys as always on the show. Just to let you know, so <laughs> Australia's got one six six one one six points in the ratings. New Zealand has one one five. And India has one one four, and the rest is daylight. Yeah. So, just just so you're aware, um, and everybody out there in the chat rooms, awesome! Thank you very much for the questions and the comments today. Whether you're on YouTube, you're on Facebook, also keep listening to New Zealand Sport Radio during the week. Obviously, we've got swinging from the hip on Thursday nights. We've got the um, Super Rugby Aotearoa um, review shows, preview shows, and the Monday night driving more show. We've got the league show on Wednesday nights. We've got shows for Africa. You just need to be here on New Zealand Sport Radio to hear them. And with Swinging from the Hip, we'll see you again Thursday night, 8 p.m. New Zealand time, right here on Facebook on New Zealand Sport Radio. Take care, boys. See ya. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.